Welcome, everybody, to the next episode of Cheese Focus First in 10. You are here with JP and Caleb. Hey, everybody. Hope you guys had a great week. I'm glad, I know you guys are happy to be able to watch the Chiefs finally play after winning the Super Bowl and having an awesome week one win. What do you think, JP? Oh, man, it was a great game. I mean, uh, Clyde just, he just destroyed, destroyed the field. I mean, he was... He was absolutely amazing. I mean, if he's not fed, did he end up being FedEx Round Player of the Week? Did you find out? Uh, he's in the process of being voted into right now. I know some yeah. many people were trying to vote for him. So yeah, yeah, I know that they had um, what's his face in there because he had three touchdowns. But let me tell you, a rookie to come in and run for the yards he ran for and just pound the ball the way he did. And his, you know, he broke a couple of records, not just the yards. What was mm-hmm. it? Uh, uh, his yards after the, you know, after the possession contact. or after the run, yeah, after contact was amazing. I mean, he just, I don't know, that kid is our answer to a lot of people's uh, prayers, really. Um, which everybody, you know, and you and I both thought he would be, but uh, a lot of people had their doubts. And I tell you what, I don't have any doubt in that kid. He played a hell of a game. So yeah. um, he's 21 years old and he played like a friggin' almost like a veteran. I mean, if he had, if, if, honestly, if it wasn't for those few times that he got stopped you know in the in down there in the red zone he would have been you know probably had three four touchdowns touchdowns. at least yeah so um it was just a great overall win they looked really good the defense looked on fire um i know matthews kind of cracked me up because he said he he put out a post he said i'm pissed off we shouldn't it was on instagram he said Mm -hmm. we didn't we we should have held him at seven we got work to do you know and he's right but that part of that is also, Andy and Spags, you know, they kind of they always get a little lax towards the end of the game when they got a big lead. Yep. And they always do. Yeah. Andy's always a soft hearted guy and he doesn't want to be that guy that blows everybody out all the time. But if they just I think that they would have kept to their game plan, you know, as they did through basically the first three quarters, um, <clears throat> they wouldn't have gotten more than maybe ten or maybe ten to fourteen points. But um they looked really good. What what'd you think? Yeah, man, I was very uh, happy with the win overall. I was happy to see Clyde Edwards-Hilaire get 125 yards rushing off of 25 carries, I believe. And I was happy to see Mahomes able to spread the ball around to everyone. And the defense came up in key moments. I mean, like, I know we talked about this for the last show. We're just kind of just re- uh, resurfacing, resurfacing everything we said earlier. But LeJaron Sneed was able to get an interception. He was the fastest player that week with like a 21 21- a 22 mile per hour run yeah ball back so it just shows me this team is filled with playmakers yeah man so I, the Chiefs play these upcoming games there's gonna be a lot of teams gonna have issues trying to keep up with them because you have a fine two offense and a defense that that continues that continues to play better week in week out and that's why you need players like matthew to say we need to be better we yeah. need to hold more points so yeah. overall i'm very happy and satisfied i yeah i mean i think you know sneed was like to me was amazing i mean the kid came out of nowhere and just played like a veteran um and i tell you what i was, I was thinking about a play that mahomes had a touchdown that he threw to and I looked at that replay in slow motion probably 12 times. Mm-hmm. And I tell you what, that pass to Hill in the end zone, I don't I don't know if you anybody could have thrown a pass better than that one. I don't know. And I don't know if anybody else could have caught that ball besides Hill. But 
you're talking about hard coverage and Hill just snagged it. And it was a perfectly thrown pass on the run. I, I don't know. I, I was just amazed at how well they came out. And they just, it seems like they just pick every year with Mahomes, they pick up right where they left off. And I think that's most important for this team to keep the rhythm because you have one of the best offenses in the league. You do not want to take a step back like the Rams or with exactly. the Falcons years back. You want to continue pedal on the metal. You're going to score every time you get the ball. And I know the Chiefs aren't going to score a touchdown every time, but hey, get that field goal. Do something because you need to put points up on the board. I think that's mean the problems many Chiefs teams have had in the past with the Alex Smith-led teams more specifically. There will be weeks where the offense would be on fire, dude on fire and then there'll be weeks where the offense just disappears against the easiest teams so yeah. that just shows me that we're grateful to have Mahomes because we know we're going to get some points out of them they're going to get the points that we're going to need and it's not going to be light up to the defense week in and week out exactly we won game where Alex Smith and them all he led them was a couple of fills and the reason why we won the game is because I think it was Terrence Mitchell got a pick six to run it back so those days are over we have a new team that's ready to run it back. So I'm excited. That was probably one of my too. favorite games that they can. Yeah. Um, I got to tell you, watching Brady lose was probably the highlight of my weekend. Oh, man. And oh, lose, it was so great. I mean, and lose the way he did. You know, he was so proud of himself for punching that ball in, you know, in the first quarter, you know, with that quarterback sneak. And he thought he was just so tough. And, and then he came out and just played like crap. I mean, honestly, Dude, yeah. he did not play well. And um, honestly, they they got pretty much rolled over. She got and, a lot. Did you see his offensive line? Which you told me they have no offensive line. I told right. you, man. That yep, I told you. Crumbled. So you think that they're? So you see how they put against the Chiefs? the Saints defense. You, I wonder how they're going to do against the Chiefs offense because we got some dogs on the offensive line. Frank Clark don't like Tom Brady. Chris Jones definitely don't like Tom Brady, so it's going to be an interesting time to see what's going to happen, dude. I can't well, wait. Well, if, if I'll just put it this way: if Brady is still around Week 13, and he hasn't been injured with that offensive line that they have, which I got a weird feeling he's going to be. Um, I mean, I'm not wishing any hurt on anyone, but in the same aspect, I, I just don't see him lasting with that offensive line. The whole thing, pretty much. I mean, yeah, he, he really did. But, I mean, you're going to have those. But other than that, man, I mean, when he threw that pick six, I knew that game was over. There's yeah. no way they're going to win that because they had his number. Yep. So, yep. But the other game that I thought was very, very interesting was watching Joel Burrow in his first game play against the Chargers. Yeah, he yeah. had some overs, but he came and showed out. And it was if it wasn't for a penalty, a penalty that was a ticky-tack call that the ref called, they would have won that game. So yeah. I'll just my top hat off to that young man because I can't wait to him see him and uh, Patrick Mahomes play for years to come because this can be an interesting matchup. I think so too. Um, another game that well, I was really a little surprised at, and I know that you know they are missing some players and they had some injuries with that Denver game. I still think Denver is going to come in second in the division, um, but I tell you, Locke looked pretty damn good. He did. Um, he made Mahomes as throws. Yeah, he did, and uh, but he also overdo a lot too. He did, but you know, you know, he's he's got. There's a lot of rookies on that team. A lot of new guys, and mm-hmm. you know, then it's horrible to horrible. Von Miller's out. He got hurt, and he's injured. I don't know what the time frame is on that, but um, it looks like he's out for a little while. And uh, 
and it sucks for him. I really like Vaughn, and and I you know I always have. And I, I hate to see him get hurt, but um, the Raiders game, in my opinion, was kind of a joke. Um, I didn't think they they shouldn't have won that game. Um, that was a bad call. That was a bad play call. On Matt Rule's part of the Carolina Panthers. There's no way you're going to hold to hand the ball off to your fullback on four for one. Exactly. Yeah. Makes no sense. You're right. That's like you're not you're, you're not going to have the ball in Mahomes' hands on a fourth and ten. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I mean, yeah. So it, it's it. I I think that there was just some bad calls. You know, bad. I guess if you want to consider it management during that game, but I still think that um, I think the Raiders are still going to come in third. I think the Chargers somehow are going to just come in dead last. Um, they, from what I understand, I didn't get to watch the Chargers game. Um, I just saw some highlights. I didn't think they looked good. Um, they did. They looked, they regressed as a team. Yeah. Without Phillip, I'm going to be honest, they're nothing. Yeah. And Phillip so, like a take so far. Yeah. So, I don't know, man. The ASC West is just a, it's kind of a strange division. The whole, you know, and it was, I got to tell you, watching, which game was it that I, the first game I watched, um, there was absolutely zero crowd sound at all. Mm-hmm. And I got to tell you, it was eerie. It was actually eerie to watch. After, I agree. It, it just, it was weird to watch a game without anyone in the stands and then no virtual sound. And, it just, I don't know to me, it just it was just a very strange game. I've never, you know, during the time that I played even baseball, I don't remember a time that you had nobody in the stands. You know, even as a, in, in Little League all the way up, I never had that happen, you know. I mean, but it's just very strange to me. And then they started putting in the animated crowd noise during some of the other games, um, which originally it was supposed to be virtual fans which I think they still need to do. And Jeff Allen had actually made a, a comment about that as well, mm-hmm. about how to, you know, how can we get, you know, because crowd noise plays a huge part in this. I mean, the, the, when you're the home team, and even if you're not the home team and you've got fans in the stands that are for you, uh, for your team, that motivates the players. It does. And it does. without that noise, um, without that crowd behind you and that, you know, that backing, it's, it's hard for you to get into a rhythm. Mm-hmm. And or and stay in the rhythm, I guess I should say. Uh, but it, to me, it was just very strange. It was a very strange NFL weekend when it came to looking at all those empty stadiums. And we were, I think, we were the only one that actually had fans in the stadium. Only not few, yeah, yeah. yeah. So um, to me, it was weird, but it is what it is. There, from what I understand, a couple of the teams are going to start allowing fans in after week mm-hmm. two, if I'm not mistaken. Yep. You're right about that. So um, they're going to have to, you know, really. And then they put out a statement, you know, also about that as well, because there was fans out there that were in certain or no, I'm sorry, not fans, but coaches and people on the sidelines that weren't wearing masks. I and, noticed that. Yeah. Andy Reid had his arm the whole time. He, he did. Saw how that was, but he toughed it out. I'm looking at these other coaches. I'm like, you're supposed to have a mask. I mean. Yeah. Okay, yeah. I mean, you guys aren't even. I can understand if you weren't in a. If you guys were in a bubble, but you guys aren't in a bubble. You exactly. have to travel every week. So yeah, I was very surprised. And good for them for saying they're going to give them fines because you need to make sure that the rules are set in place because otherwise you're going to have people misusing the. Uh, sorry, they're going to be acting like the rules don't exist, and then therefore you're going to have problems. Exactly. That's one last thing. 
NFL needs because they can have a big COVID outbreak and next, you know, it spreads to the whole stadium, the fans, and then they have to shut down the season and do what the NBA does, even if if they have the opportunity. Because from what the NFL is a lot bigger than NBA is, and there's a lot more moving parts. So in order to have them maybe have a quote unquote football island is very unlikely. Yeah, I agree. Um, one thing that was interesting to me about watching the games is it was hard for me to know when the touchdowns happened because normally when the touchdowns happen, the fans scream and I always hear a touchdown cannon, but that was always missing. So it's kind of like, is that a touchdown or not? Because the scorekeeper would always be behind and it was just the weirdest thing to me. And yeah. That's all I just want to get that. Yeah, you're right. It was just strange. It, it, But, you know, I guess, again, hopefully this will all end, you know, within the next few months and we can move on with our lives and get better right now with everything that's going on with these rallies that are happening and people were not wearing masks and every holiday that pops up and somebody doesn't wear a mask then i seen uh st george utah which was absolutely the most ignorant freaking thing i've ever seen people protesting outside of a school and then I think they were by a governor's office, if I'm not mistaken, or mistaken, talking about not wearing masks. It was their lives. They didn't care. There was a little like a four-year-old kid that said, "Yeah, the, I know exactly what you're the about. flu kills more people than the COVID. That's not true. The they flu lying to the kids. That's the problem. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, honestly, think about what that, the flu on average in the world, I think it kills 66,000 people a year. We're no, you're going to say in, that the flu kills more people than COVID has. The COVID's killed how many people in seven months? I mean, look at the numbers. It, it doesn't lie and yeah. it doesn't spread like this. So for all the people that still are out there saying it's a hoax, and that's another thing that they were chanting is that it was still a hoax. I mean, how can you sit there and say it's a hoax? You got to be stupid. But anyway, regardless, you know, it is what it is. And you're always going to have those people out there that are going to be like that. They'll have to learn and deal with their own decisions. Yeah. The problem is, is that they're going to end up killing other people or making other people sick because of their ignorance. I mean, if if you really want to look at it. But um, Aaron Rodgers had a hell of a game. Oh, yes, he did, dude. Aaron Rodgers played like a man possessed and the way he played reminded me of how Alex Smith played when Mahomes was behind him. Yeah. Playing for his career. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I just saw urgency in Andrew Rogers. He took more chances. And I think that's one thing that's gonna help him because this offense is built with that. You got a Devontae Adams, Aaron Will Aaron Jones. Aaron Jones. Got a good core. I wouldn't be surprised, man, if he has some of the best statistical um, marks of his career right here. Now, yeah. are they going to tr- trade map this year? Most likely not. But he's trying to build that. He's trying to make a point that I want to stay around for a long time and this guy needs to sit. Yeah. And I can't wait to see what happens in that situation because this will be the telling point. Are our teams going to take do with Andy Reid and the Kansas City Chiefs are going to do or are they going to do their own route? Because every situation is different. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I honestly believe Aaron Rodgers, since he finally has a defense and some weapons, he actually has a good three years added to his career right now. Yeah. Two to three years, he can still continue to play at this level. Yeah. Now, the thing is, will they let Jordan Love sit in the wait that long? That's another thing. Because now the players are want to play, and they put a first-round pick into him. So it's going to be interesting to see how that all formulates. Well, I think they, you know, at the beginning, they didn't know what Rodgers was going to do. You know, he was talking about there for a while. He didn't even want to be there. And... I think that was the reason why they stepped up the way they did, you know, for, for love. But, um, 
I think if Rodgers continues on the path that he's on right now, the way he played this week, I, mean, I think, what did he throw, five touchdowns? I mean... Oh, I don't know. I think he could do th- uh, no, he threw three. No, he threw three, I, think. I think it was. I thought they said more, but anyway, he scored forty-two points, and fantasy, yeah, he yes, dominated. he did. So, uh, I think he just had a hell of a game. But he he looked like the Aaron Rodgers that of old. I'll put it that way. Mm-hmm. Um, looking at these rankings, I love it. Um, we got uh, the Chiefs number one, Packers number two. Saints number three, Steelers. Hey, what I say about them Steelers? I told you. I still disagree with you, man. They could barely, they barely held their own against the Giants. Well, I, man, the Giants, they're they're a little different now. I'm not saying they're great, but they are playing a little bit better than they did before. And I think it's going to take Roethlisberger a little bit of time to get. I mean, he hasn't played for a solid year, so mm-hmm. it may take him a little time to get back, you know, on the saddle. But um, they're ranked number four right now. Hey, they got the Ravens at five. They got the Bills at six, the Seahawks at seven, the Cardinals at eight, the 49ers at nine, and guess who's number 10? The Buccaneers. Of course. And that's one thing I would just like to say due to these CB, these are pulled from us, uh, NFL CBS sports uh, top 10 rankings. Yeah. After the NFL's week one of the season. And I've noticed this as a trend. Anytime Brady loses this, in the first game or two in his career, he's always in a good spot in the power rings. I remember when. Alex Smith last season, the Chiefs beat them in the home opener. Yeah. In the power rankings, they put the Patriots over the Chiefs. And I was like, that is ridiculous. Yeah. Because first, Mahomes just, sorry, not Mahomes, Alex Smith outdueled, outdueled Tom Brady. So there's no way that works. Now, what I like to see is the Chiefs are finally getting respect in the power rankings, but I really don't care about the power rankings at this point. I'm more curious to see how these other teams are in the rankings because, as you see, dude, the Cardinals are in top, top 10 at number eight, and they're going to be a good team this year. Yes, they, they are. Ending NFC champions and champions with the 49ers. So yeah. I'm very curious to see what, how they're going to be this year. Well, the 49ers, they lost some players, and I understand they did, but I got to tell you, they, they lost, you know, they did the same thing that a lot of, of teams have done in the past, and they put everything, you know, into a, the first couple of years, and then. When those players go away, they get injured. They have nobody to back them up, and that's they they have had some key injuries, but they're not the team that everybody thinks they are, especially this year. And they've got a, a schedule that is going to dictate what they actually are, and mm-hmm. you know I think that's going to play a key role in in their end result. You know, at the end of the season, I don't see. Oh, by the way, the Browns still suck, and. <laughs> Um, they're gonna he ran suck. against a hard week one draw though against the Ravens. That's a tough week one match. Yeah, but bro, he scored six points. The, he didn't even throw a touchdown. Yeah, yeah. Or that's well, it was a touchdown. It was a missed extra point, right? Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, that day, dude, he did not look good. The team didn't look good. They, they're just not. They're not what they what everybody assumes are going to be. I still see them six six wins. Maybe seven at max. Okay. Yeah, I don't well, see him. Odell looks like. What's that? They're taking offers on Odell. Yeah, they are. Um, he doesn't want to be there anyway. He wanted out. He wanted out before this season even started. So um, that's you know, I think that's going to be a big. It's going to be a huge impact 
or I guess it's going to be a punch in the face if he's gone because that's just one less weapon that Baker has to throw to. But, hey, if he's not utilized anyway, why be there? Yeah, I mean, I feel like they can get a couple picks a couple picks for maybe a third third and a fifth. So yeah. what the AB deal was. Yeah. Because right now, his value is low. Yeah, it is. The trade value is low. So I think the most you're going to is a third and a fifth. Now, now this would be interesting. This passive. Right now, the Chicago Bears need a receiver. Yeah. They trade for him. Maybe they trade for Odell. But now they're having their own issues with their own guy right now who's wanting to get extended. And the Bears aren't willing to give it to him right now. So it's going to be very interesting to see what's going to happen by October 31st, which is the de- trade deadline, because there's going to be some players moving. I-, I guarantee you that. Oh, yeah, without fail. I mean, there's going to be some changes. You know, with, I don't think we're going to see much changing in our, as far as we may add a player or so, but we're not going to be getting rid of anybody at this point. Um, you got, let's see, Le'Veon Bell's on IR. Um, torn calf, I think it is, or... Uh, something in his leg torn i believe it's a calf um mm-hmm. not yeah i think he has a strained calf or strained something like calf or something yeah and they're saying minimum of three weeks on him so uh it was a very interesting weekend um to say the least um why what, what what did you think in any other games did you see did you get to see any other games or um yeah i watched the bills game and they rolled over the jets which didn't surprise me at all but um the way Josh Allen played, his accuracy needs some help. Um, yeah. He tried like a Nola throw, and this ball went out of the back of the end zone, and the receiver was standing there yeah. by himself. No one else was there. So that was very puzzling. Uh, um, he... Looking at the Ravens game, Lamar needs to work on his accuracy because um, he needs to work on his accuracy because there were a couple throws that his tight end caught that just put himself out of position to catch. So he he still needs to work on accuracy there, and I'd expect him to beat the Browns. I mean, they're the Browns. Yeah. But I still think the Browns have a fighting chance in this division. And then look at the Seahawks game, man. Hey, they're going to be a contender for that uh, NFC uh, title game spot. I'm not sleeping on them. I think this year they're going to get over the hump. Yeah, I think so too. Um, about distractions. They got pieces. I think they're prepared to move. I think so too. And they, they, they put a lot into it this year too. So, um, I mean, Jamal Adams played like a man possessed. Yeah. Yeah, and you could tell he was happy to be there because they were actually winning because he had finally had an offense that was going to score some points. Yeah. So hey, I mean, I'm very happy to see where it's going now. Looking in the future, I wouldn't be surprised if some star players, like we said, really get traded just depending on how teams go because anything is possible at this point. It's just going to be a weird season, especially with COVID. I don't know if there's going to be a possible outbreak where people were supposed to stay supposed to stand with the team facility and they did their own thing i mean that's very possible i mean we've seen already happen in college programs at memphis so anything at this point can happen yeah yeah i think so too i mean it's you know i i look back and one of the funny things that was said um was trent dilfer um and it was it was last year um he was talking about how the chiefs were going to get rolled over and get smoked and this and that and the other and you know they weren't going to be this they weren't going to be that and i somebody replayed it this year and um it was just kind of comical because you know this is a guy that went to a super bowl living on a defense and threw for like 78 yards in a super bowl and no touchdowns 
and he's talking about how he's an expert. Now, apparently he coaches a high school football team and apparently everybody, everybody in that in, in Nashville cannot stand him. Now, I guess apparently he's living there and he's coaching a high school football team. And one of the guys um, that uh, follows me, he's a um, he lives down there and he said that his team is playing Trent Dilfer's coached team this uh-huh. coming weekend. And he said they just get killed. I guess apparently their team's terrible. So for Trill, Trent, yeah, I guess they're terrible. Um, oh. I guess they're just a terrible team. But um, you know, if you if you're that. <laughs> I guess if you're that bad as a player and then you turn around and be that bad as an analyst and then a high school football coach, you know, I think it's probably time to move on. But well, the um, one thing I would say is he didn't get there without just luck. I mean, he obviously had the talent. To make at one point there. he did. Yeah. I mean, he was a backup. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not getting into it, but there's many things I've heard him saying, especially with about the cheese. I'm like, I mean, what are you talking about? This is one of the historic offices of all time. And just hear some stuff. I'm like, I just tune a dude out. But at the end of the day, it doesn't matter to me because we got a Super Bowl champ. Yeah. And we're going to go be right back there again this year. I have no doubt. I mean, we we look like the team. We look better than we did last year. And we do have a problem now with Charverius Ward being, you know, with a fractured hand. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think it's going to be a situation that is he going to play with a cast? Um, he can. It's going to hamper any interceptions that he may have, uh, you know, that, unless they're thrown directly at him. Um, and well, he can... actually, I've seen Will. Uh, sorry, not Will Fuller. <laughs> oh, man. Who was the guy on our defense last year who was injured a lot? He went to the Washington Redskins. Um, uh, I know who you're talking about. Will Fuller. Uh, I've seen him. Kendall Fuller. Cast, so I think that's very possible. I think but so too. I think Ward is more of a uh, better all-around cornerback than oh, yeah. Fuller because Fuller was more of a slot corner, and yeah. um, Ward can play everything. So I'm not worried at all. I'm not either. I mean, you know, there was some talk about you know now that he's injured, is the are the Chiefs going to go after somebody? This, look, I'll to let you fans all know, you know, at the beginning, of the, before the season started, yes, they were looking at three different, four different players. The, they also were waiting to see how our injuries, because we did have some injuries during training camp, and they were waiting to see if, you know, Veach is a smart guy, and he wasn't going to spend this money for no reason. And, you know, everybody says we got to go all in. You know, that's the problem with fans is they don't understand that you don't need to go all in when you've got everything there. And if your players are coming back, yeah, he may look at him, but why spend, you know, you got 30, we're lucky right now with the players that we have and the way he orchestrated everything that he did, we're sitting at $13.8 million in cap money that can roll over to next year, which we're going to need. So why spend it if you don't have to? Yes, he was looking at players. We were looking at a couple of premier players. We didn't sign him. So what? You know, he's always looking. It doesn't mean he's going to spend the money and go, oh, we got to dump all of our money. He's not John Dorsey. He's not a fan sitting on the couch, an armchair GM, thinking he knows everything. Because mm-hmm. he's a freaking GM that does know everything. That's just what he is. That's why we're where we're at today is because of that man and Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes. 
So if everybody wants to sit and bitch and complain because he's not signing every freaking free agent that pops up or every player that's cut or whatever the case may be, get over yourselves because it's not going to happen. I've had 16,000 DMs and some <laughs> and some idiot on Twitter that is just a basic troll that I mean, I'll just put it this way. Anytime your profile picture is you is is of you drinking and every other post that you post is let's get drunk. Honestly, you need to go seek help. And you're a problem and you're one of the problems that becomes a bigger problem when it comes to a fan base. So when you ask these stupid questions, like you asked me, uh, oh, uh, uh, who, who, who'd you call and all this other crap, you can ask like me all could- day long. Yeah, <laughs> like I'm going to tell you anyway, but second of all, it's not regardless if I call and they say they're hey they're looking at somebody and they may be looking at that player just like they were looking at Adrian Peterson they were looking at him and Leonard Fournette and Leonard Fournette so those were the players that well Adrian was come came later but Fournette was one of them Logan Ryan was one of them they looked at everybody you knew that I knew that and it came out after the fact they decided not to sign him why because our players came back from injury they weren't hurt. They looked at what we had in our practice squad situations a lot different this year because now you can put veterans on a practice squad. You can you got players on a practice squad that you can bring up mm-hmm. if you have to bring them up. So why the hell would he ever in a million years spend the money if we don't absolutely need it? And that's one thing I like to say. Um, I know a lot of cheese fans want everyone cheats are a lot of cheese fans want to be to go after clowning. After yeah. watching them play on Monday night and not participating in training camp, yeah. I'm the complete opposite now. I am too. We have Mike Dana, who was a seven, and he played with so much heart last Thursday. Yeah, I'd rather have him in his form right now than Clowney. Oh, now, me too. Clowney did have a sack. Looking at it, I'm like, I'd rather have a person who is going to be there, gelling with the whole team, whole training camp, and playing, playing. Sorry, playing crazy, going around there. Because I mean, Mike Dana played pretty well. Do you know I'm Zach? Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, oh, yeah, oh yeah. So I think yeah. that's an example. I'm like, and I think that's one reason, man. It's like you've got to have people at training camp. And I, someone, I don't know how true it is, but someone saying the report that Clyde didn't like training camp. Now I don't know how true that is. Clyde I understand didn't. People, that's what someone said. I don't know if that's true because he didn't come all training camp and didn't. So I don't know. At the end of the day, yes, Klein is a good player, but watching him play, it just kind of seemed kind of odd to some of the stuff I was watching the game last night, even though he had a, a sack. And then just kind of looking at also, so the Chiefs fans, as soon as the, there was reports of Al Robinson probably going to be traded, Chiefs fans were like, we should get Al Robinson. And people got mad at me because I said, the Chiefs do not need him. We yeah. have Gary Dieter and Jordy Fortson on our practice squad. And people were like, you really, you're telling me Al Robinson is better than Dieter. First of all, what I'm trying to say is we have two players who have already been in our system. Dieter for three, Fortson for two. So yeah. they already know our system. It's better to go that route than maybe imp- send someone in. And people then were saying, well, this one guy was trying to say, well, you know, Mahomes has a clause in his contract that has it to where Dieter has to be in on the team for the, his rest of the career. And I'm like, I doubt that's in his contract, first of all. And second of all, why does it matter? He's a good player. Dieter yeah. just hasn't had his opportunity. He's going to have his opportunity soon. I can't wait to see what happens with him. Yeah. I mean, I, I can give you some of the some of the 
questions. Okay, here's one of them. Are we going to sign Clowney? No. Okay. <laughs> I answered. That was my first. All I said was no. I mean, that was the first thing I said. Then it was, how about AP? I don't know. Could be, couldn't be. They are wanting veteran presence in the locker room for the, in the running back room. But it, it, it's really going to depend on Veach at this point. That's how I answered it. And we were interested in him for a quick minute. It was over with. Um, let's see who else. Um, what about what? What are we going to do now? Since um, here it is. What are we going to do now? Since uh, Ward is hurt, what 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 CB are we going to go after? I said, what's what, my answer? Exactly was why do you think we're going to go after a CB at this point? No response. None. Then the next thing was, was are we going to go pick up Suggs? Actually, I had Suggs that thought back? this week. I'm not going to lie. I had now, that thought this week because. Um, Colin Sanders got injured, and I know Suggs can play all positions with the line. So I was very honestly curious about that because yeah, Aquafor as well was hurt too. So we won't well, see the. Um, that's the whole so thing, and it's funny you say that too because that's exactly what I said. I said Suggs would be the person if you're going to bring somebody back on the line, that would be the person you'd bring back because he, he played his hell yeah, he played his ass off last year. He was a huge contributor to everything. And he didn't play for it. It didn't cost us a ton of money to have him there. Oh, it didn't. It was relatively cheap. Yeah. So if you're going to bring somebody back, if the Chiefs are looking for somebody on the line right now, yeah, he's probably the one they're going to bring back. Of course, he's 38, 39 years old. Who gives a shit? He's Harrison played until he was, what, 39, 40? It doesn't matter. If you're still a beast, you're still a beast. And that's just the way it is. So um, questions I get. Dude, I've got, I don't know, probably 35, 40 DMs here because... People want to know, you know, if we're signing anybody and, you know, here it is, you know, Saunders going to IR. Uh, are we going to add a linebacker? You know, this, that, and the other. It's one question after another. Look, you know what? Don't like, worry. Don't he worry about it, it. He has it figured out. So quit freaking out, people. You know, this is every year, year in and a year out, we go through this. The same thing. And you answer the same questions I answer. No, we don't need that player. No, we don't need that player. It is what it is. We've got who we need. Yes, if somebody gets injured, we're going to have somebody to back them up. And we, we've we got rookies that are playing like freaking veterans, man. Jerry prime example. Exactly. Right there. We don't need a bunch of high-priced people that don't want to play. And Clowney, great example. Like you said, Why? Why would we ever want somebody that's not going to play or well, that plays? Thing, I don't know. I, that just doesn't don't that doesn't play or doesn't want to play or doesn't want to participate or just doesn't play good. And it is what it is. He, he wasn't familiar. And I'd rather have someone who's going to be on the team, gone through the training camp, uh, work through the system and everything with the players. Yeah. Which prime example I was just said was Mike Dana. I mean, a seven round pick and he was balling. He was running all around there. So, I mean, yeah. another prime example, dude, is Dorno Daniel, man. I mean, he only got 14 snaps, but this guy had three sacks. No, sorry, no. Three tackles and one solo sack. Yeah. For the 14 snaps he played. So, I mean, it shows you, man, hey, when you get these guys in there for a little bit of time, they're going to gel with the team. It makes the team success a lot better. Now, there's rare examples like um, – Khalil Mack, when he first went to the Bears that first game, that's a rare example where he helped uplift the whole team. Oh, but yeah. Since, since, since I can understand why they didn't go the Kleiner route. And plus, one year, 12 million, that's a pretty, 
that's almost that's pretty much almost all the money we had saved up for the season in case they want to make a move. Yeah, why would you ever? Honestly, why would you ever spend that kind of money on one? Uh, I, I mean, know I would have never offered him anywhere near that kind of money. But well, and the other thing is, Veach was going to offer one year twelve million to Errol Thomas a couple of, uh, last you know, a couple of years ago. Two years so ago, yeah. That pros and cons, but in the day, it's it's going to work out regardless. Yeah, Veach knows what he's doing. They're going to sign the right players. They're going to make sure that they have the right people in positions. And if they're going to start, if they're that confident starting a cornerback. Sorry, starting a rookie cornerback, then let them do it because I've seen them do it this last year and become successful. And they won a Super Bowl, so I'm not doubting any moves. Well, if this gives you any indication on the defense, four sacks, total total tackles, 52. 52. Um, quarterback hits, eight. Okay. Yeah, on defense. Interceptions, okay. one. Um, they just, they were leading pretty much, and they still, to me, in my opinion, led everybody in the NFL uh, as far as defense was concerned, in total numbers, our defense was ranked, in my opinion, number one. I don't know of anybody that had a better defensive stance than we did in week one. I mean, the Patriots, according to <laughs> CBS and all of them, but I mean, they played the well, Dolphins. So they played expect. the Dolphins. I mean, exactly. we played we played a team that actually can win a game. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, th- there's a difference between, and it's no different than last year. The Patriots are number one through week eight. Then week nine came. What did I say? Do you remember what I posted? You said wait week- till they played someone. You were right. I, I you said right. wait till week nine comes. And what happened? They went from number one, 28, and we were number and we were ranked mm-hmm. fifth. So whatever. You know, I, I get tired of all these Cynthia Freelands of the world talking shit with their anal- you know, an- uh, their algorithms, thinking they know everything. They don't know shit. And well, the that's proof why is I don't in the like pudding. Grades too. And we proved it. Prime example, they gave yeah. Deshaun Watson a better grade than Mahomes. I'm like, whoa, whoa, did you see how Watson played? He was missing throws. He had an interception. Mahomes threw three touchdowns. Yeah, and yeah he had less yards, but he was more efficient to spread the ball around. Just to kind of stay out there. Exactly. And we didn't have to huh? have him do it. Exactly. We didn't need him. We didn't need him to throw exactly. for 400 yards. We had a running back that ran for 138 exactly. yards. So what the hell do it we care? It doesn't matter. That's why it doesn't that's make why I think a difference. Those are a joke in a way, because it's just kind of like they are. I remember one another example that Pete Sweeney put out. Frank Clark rushed off the edge, got a good, good start, and one person on Twitter said it reminded him of a prime Justin Houston, and that's saying something because Houston back in his head, if any of you Chiefs fans are gonna watch, oh Justin my god, Houston, that guy was a beast, and I hope he has a great career with the Colts. Oh yeah, he was. But there was the right tackle who was guarding Frank Clark, kind of got beat, obviously, but then he just stood there, and when Frank Clark chased him, oh, he started moving. So it was like one of those stop, start, stop, and start again motion. Yeah. And it was all awkward because you could tell like yeah. the guy wasn't paying attention, and they gave him a better grade than Frank Clark, and I was like, wow. Frank Clark didn't get a sack, but he was yeah. consistently in the backfield in most of the planes and getting pressure on Deshaun Watson. Yeah. So that's why I just think those things are kind of yeah. overrated in a way. Well, you know, the one thing that I like about Deshaun Watson, and I think that I don't I don't disagree. I think, in my opinion, as an overall quarterback, he's probably a top five quarterback without fail. His problem is first couple of years, he mm-hmm. ran a lot. He wasn't very accurate. This time I noticed during this game, 
He stayed in the pocket. He tried to make the passes. He tried to play the game the way you're supposed to play it. Now, there was some horrible, horrible missed catches that mm-hmm. should have been caught. Um, now, he did throw the ball behind a lot of players, and he tried to do that Mahomes stuff where you can throw off your back foot falling down with your thumb up your <laughs> butt and, and talking to your girlfriend on the cell phone and, you know, and then and – then, place in a bed or whatever the case may be and then still make a a phenomenal play there's nobody else out there that can do that so granted yeah he tried some things that Mahomes does and it failed on him but that's the problem in this league is that everybody wants to be like Mahomes there's no stop trying well, I think Stop Deshaun trying. Watson has his own just play. skill set that he's better at than Patrick Mahomes in certain things. I mean, yeah, good, oh, I think so but too. Every quarterback has a different way of a play style. I mean, playing was a pocket pass. Exactly. Michael Vick was a uh, quarterback who could run and throw accurate passes at times, dual threat. Um, Tom Brady was kind of similar to Peyton Manning, but he had a little bit more athleticism, could keep the plays alive. Big Ben, you can't take down. Patrick Mahomes is kind of like a mold of all of them in a way. But that doesn't matter. Deshaun Watson is a pretty good quarterback. He didn't get picked in the first round for nothing. And I is doing him a disservice in his career. Every he does everybody he's, a disservice. DeAndre Hopkins. And then he's like putting these other pieces around him. Okay, yeah, I understand you brought back David. You wanted to get David Johnson. But do you guys really want to be a run first team? Because it looks like they just want to pound the ball, pound the ball, pound the ball, and then let Mahomes make the, let Watson make the occasional pass. And I feel like that's not going to work because the receiving core they have is just not, they just weren't able to, how to say, they just weren't able to, they weren't able to get open, but they just struggled. They struggled. They they, they don't have yeah, any continuity. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. They just don't have continuity. And that's a big problem. I mean, it's huge. And you, this isn't 1998. This isn't 2003. This, this is a whole new era of football. This is the air attack game. And if you don't have an air attack, you don't have anything in this in this league right now. And it's great to have a balanced team like we have when we have a Clyde that can run the ball the way he runs. And then you have a Daryl Williams that can punch oh, yeah. the ball in. And, you know, uh, that's what you got to have. But you also have to have a consistent quarterback that knows – has an extremely high IQ football IQ. And I think Watson has that. I think he's just being, he was almost set up to fail when they got rid of, when they got rid of DeAndre. That was a mistake. You can't set up a guy to fail and then expect him to do wonders. Not everybody can play like Mahomes. Mahomes makes everybody around him better. And not every quarterback can do that. The only other quarterback right now that I know that makes people better is Aaron Rodgers. The other only one, and Peyton Manning back in his prime, he was able. To- oh, now Peyton Manning and yeah. great guy. I mean, great player. Oh God, I think he's better than Brady. I really do. You, if you take away, take away all the mm. bullshit, and put Brady just like you've done right now. If you put Brady right, if you took him twenty years ago, and you put him with the Buccaneers, or you put him with the Miami Dolphins or anyone else, anyone else, he would never have gotten to that nine That shows you it's Bill Belichick. I'm, like we all knew, it's Bill Belichick. Exactly. Bill Belichick, he would, okay, Brady could have an off game, but the he would have all other pieces on the team figured out. 
So he would have that defense intact. Yeah. yeah. He would have that special team intact. Yeah. And plus, he had some refs intact. Brady, okay, yeah, you can say he's good, but the issue I've seen with Brady is like, he got exposed. This man isn't the greatest of all time. I'm no, saying that he's not. He's definitely not. He's struggling, and that just shows you you need a good coach as much as you need a good player. And a prime example is the Kansas City Chiefs. We have great coaches at every position. And I mentioned yeah. our head coach, Andy Reid, and our defensive offensive coordinator. So it takes a team effort. It's just not one player. Because if it was really Brady, well, you got share that team yeah, the promised yeah. land every single season. Yeah, you're exactly right. Game losing I mean, interceptions in the AC Championship game, one I remember is against the Broncos. If Brady was all great, then why didn't he go ahead and win that game? Why did, he have, why exactly. did the refs um, get? Why did the refs give him that game against the Jaguars? Because I'm be honest with you, man. If the Jaguars would went to the Super Bowl, that team would not have been um, blown up the way it was. I'm, no, no, not I at can all. Say for a fact because they were that get, get game. I don't. Um, that was ridiculous. Jalen Ramsey and them would have been in the Super Bowl. Now, were they won? I do not know. I think Blake Bortles is not a bad quarterback. I just felt like losing that way and then that offseason they had, it wasn't a good combination for them at all. No, not at all. I, I think that, you know, I think, in my opinion, Manning was a better quarterback all the way around than Brady. Um, gr- granted, he wasn't as mobile, but when it came to accuracy and rallying his troops and keeping everybody on the same page and not being Brady throws baby fits. I watched him do it during this first game with the Buccaneers. He's yelling at wide receivers. He's yelling at the running back. He's yelling at everybody. And it's your fault. You overthrew Mm -hmm. somebody. You underthrew somebody. You sucked. And you're mad at everybody well, else. An example for it. is you saw they, both those picks. The first one was uh, he thought Mike Evans. I think the commentators say he was supposed to run a skinny post, and Brady thought that, but that's not what's supposed to happen. So he got the interception there. And the second one, Janoris Jenkins just baited him into it. So it just kind of shows you, man, that hey, yeah, you're gonna have an off game. And then he's yelling with the guys. I'm like, look, you sound like a, a someone yelling at the customer service in the store because not everyone's going not everything is going the right way i mean people were saying that I exactly mean, it's kind of funny all you gotta yeah. do is make a make a meme and say tom brady yell at the rest whenever things aren't going his way exactly and and that's 100 percent it he 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 says and does things that are just obnoxious and arrogant and when it's his fault he doesn't really want to take the blame for anything and that's has been his entire career. Uh, well, honestly, it I really has. One thing is, you Belichick know, would just say there's stuff that needs to be worked on. Arian just kind of just called yeah. him out like he played bad, <laughs> and I was like happy. Why? Well, and I liked it. I was happy he did it. I was glad it. Arians doesn't pull any punches, and he's not gonna. He's gonna call it's your ass out if you did something wrong. And and Bill would just do that stuff. Yeah, close the doors. I have to film. Exactly. Yeah. Well, that you know, I mean, they had way too many intangibles that would help them along the way over 20, a 20 year period. So, I mean, it wasn't just Belichick only. I mean, granted he is a great coach, but look, if you're, if you, if you can change the, the players, the way they swap players out and didn't keep guys over two or three years, other than Gronkowski. And you got, you know, Andy or Randy Moss for a couple of years. You got this guy for a couple of years. You got that guy for a couple of years. 
you're never going to, there's no possibility any team could ever build any kind of a continuity or a structure to go to nine Super Bowls without some help. It's, it's, it's obvious. It's very, very clear. Exactly. And did you notice, and I don't care what anybody says, it might got, you know, Mike 816 from the uh, Mike and you podcast, me and him are good friends. And I, I gave him shit over Twitter because I said, look at Brady. I said, he's living off of penalties. <laughs> and that, what did he do? Dude, he, whenever he gets in a tight pinch and he's always done this, he will launch a ball downfield to draw a penalty almost every it's single not time. Even a penalty. It's just kind of like, it's, and that's exactly it, but he knows they're going to call it. I mean, it, it, it yeah. Yeah, but he knows they're he he knows that 90% of the time it's going to draw draw an, uh, an, uh, an interference call. So he's going to do it because he's in a tight pinch and that's just the way it is for him. So and and for the first half of that game, he lived on he got down in the in the red zone mm-hmm. off of penalties. So what it is what it is. He's done that his entire career, but now all of a sudden yeah, I swear to God. And then the 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 announcers were even worse because oh well, you know Brady, he just needs to gel with no, this new team. No, no. My yeah, ass, Tony Gonzalez said that. Joe, dude. I agree with him, but it's like everyone's hyping him up, like he's the greatest thing. Well, that's the whole point. That's my point. Even Tony Gonzalez said it. He goes, Brady's way too talented to play this badly. Really? Well, he's played that badly before. He did it last mm-hmm. year. Okay, so don't say that it's because... Exactly. So don't say that it's because he needs time. If he he had the time, remember? All they talked about, and in fact, he almost got in trouble because he was calling all those players in and they were practicing without Mm -hmm. masks and doing all that shit. And they were doing all this stuff in offseason. And then when he comes to a real game and he doesn't play very well, then, oh, well, you know, it's Brady and he's got so much talent and blah, blah, blah. No, he and doesn't. All I have to say is Mahomes did the same exact thing. And in that week one, he came out in his first year starting, dude. He lit the league on fire. So, damn right straight. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So, you know, you, yep. You just got a, you got a, you got a, you got a, a very, you got a good system quarterback and a very good and, um, well, uh, Oiled. I, I don't even want to say oiled. I guess well managed um, system that was easily that easily influenced other people. Mm-hmm. I'll put it that way. If, if it sounds any more um, any nicer, but regardless, uh, moving on. Uh, they 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 sucked. Uh, they didn't play well. Brady didn't play well. Gronk didn't do that great. He had a couple of decent catches, but that was really about it. Um, he didn't look like he normally did. You know, and I still don't think he's going to play a complete season. I, I really, with that offensive line, I don't know that Brady's well, going to play a complete season. All I have to season. say is Frank Clark's be like, I smell blood in the water. <laughs> That's like, oh shit! <laughs> Between him and him and Chris Jones, and Chris oh lordy, Jones does not like Brady. That's going to be a problem. Asher, not at all. Does not like him. Cheated? They were in the AC Championship game. I don't blame him. Yep. Nope. And he's always had a little problem with Brady and then last year just mm-hmm. set him over the edge so if Brady's there in week 13 he better hope and God hope and pray that they beef up that offensive line because Jones is going to be coming mm-hmm. after him and Jones is going to put him on his back a few times it ain't going to happen just once it's going to be a few times so uh 
We'll, we'll, I, I would love. I, I'm really looking forward to. I'm hoping Brady's still there at that time. I, I really am. Um, yeah, I mean, I hope he. You know, I hope he can last that long and not get injured. But that line, the way they look, I mean, he's he's 43 years old, and he may be in decent shape. But there's a lot more younger guys that are in way better shape than he is, and a lot heavier and a lot stronger. So he just better hope he doesn't get hurt um, trying to pull some of the crap mm-hmm. he's pulled. But regardless, uh, it, it was a very interesting um, weekend for oh, the yeah. football. Easily. I, I still see us. I, I'm going to say it right now. We're going to go back to back. Um, I have no doubt. I think that we can run the table. Um, and when I say I run the table, I think we can go 19 0. Besides Dan Marino and the Miami Dolphins. Yeah. Wow. And they only had to go. They only had to. They they were two games shorter, really. I mean, they had to go. Well, they had to go seventeen games. 17, I guess it was. I think right, yeah. Yeah. So, and they were fourteen. They were those were fourteen game seasons mm-hmm. back then. So, um, you know, I, I I still think that we have that opportunity, and we have the all the the chess pieces to do it. All the pieces are there to to make a run for the best team that's ever played the game of football is right here in mm, kansas city I agree. so um with that being said what yeah, else I mean, you got just for like the last topic as we kind of pulled out you already kind of alluded it to it but the chiefs versus chargers uh, going by what you just said they're gonna run the table you see them beating the chargers and how come oh yeah oh god first of all the chargers are not they're they they're not a team right now that can i don't see them winning more than four games this season wow. they, that was a pure luck pure luck win their schedule and I haven't I don't remember every team they're playing but they're playing some you know they play everybody that mm-hmm. we play and um I think Watson and I think that team's going to win I really do I think they're going to win and they're going to win heavily against them um on the Chargers from you know Deshaun Watson I think he's going to put it up you on mean, them uh, Taylor, I think that no, I think Deshaun Watson's going to whip the oh, shit out yeah. of the Chargers oh. because they're going to have to play him too. And I think, you know, they're, I, I haven't seen their schedule, so I don't know who all they play, but they play everybody that we do, of mm. course. And they're going to be, I think they're going to end up dead last. I don't see them winning more than four, maybe four or five games mm. max. Um, I just don't see it happening. Um, the Raiders, that was a luck game playing really a team that I don't know I mean to me I I think that looking at that whole game I don't think that they're going to be much more than third Um, I still see Denver coming in second and in the AFC West that is Um, but I I, I don't see the Chargers even coming close to us if they score on us at all this may be the first shutout of the season in my opinion I yeah, and I think it can happen against the Chargers, and I think it might be the first shutout. Well, of the, the one thing I saw when um, looking at it is like the Chargers had a difficult time against Joe Burrow and the Bengals, and last year they were one of the worst teams in the NFL. So I think these are obviously yeah. going to win this week. Now going to score, I think the Chiefs going to score a third in the thirties. So I'm going to say like Chiefs are going to win thirty-eight, Chargers seventeen because they, they might get a touchdown here and then they might get a couple late ones, which I think is. Very yeah. I think the Chiefs defense is going to step up and our offense needs to connect on all cylinders and put them out early and continue 
to continue to play well because I think this is an opportunity to get some of these young guys in. Yeah, it is. I mean, that's exactly what you want to do. You hit the nail on the head right there. Because if you get those young guys in, it makes it they get playing time, and I think that's one thing the Chiefs could use right now. Get these young, give them even more playing time experience. Yeah, and you know, and I can tell you now, I I don't know that Tyron Matthew is going to allow the team to continue to let these other teams score at the end of the game. That pissed him off. He does not like to do that, and I think he's going to have a sit down with probably Spags and Andy and say, "Look, we want to be a number one ranked defense, and we don't want people scoring on us. So if we can hold a team." to seven points or 10 points during an entire, you know, entire three or three and a half quarters. And then just because we got a lead doesn't mean we need to go soft on him. I, I agree with you. Right Let's there. just keep, I mean, and then that's something that, you know, we've got to make a stance on that end of it too. I love Andy Reed's loyalty to his friends. I love the fact that he is not a Sean Payton that'll run the score up on anybody. But what I want to see him do is if we're leading and we're up 27 to 7 or 27 to nothing or what 27 to 3 or 31 to 3, whatever it is, keep that same momentum on the defense and don't let them score. It doesn't mean we have to score anymore, but don't let well, them I think score. Partly, don't let sorry, it, go ahead. You know, no, I just don't think it's, you know, I think they need to just stop what they need. You know, our defense, the time of possession during that game was insane. I mean, our time of possession was like, at, in the first half was, was it twenty one to nine or something or eight? You know, the 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 time was ridiculous on how long we had the ball in the offense versus them. Our defense was fresh the entire game. Yep. So I mean, it is what it is. I, I I don't like, I don't like it when teams score on us and get 17, 20 points. I predicted. I think it was. I think I predicted 34 to 10 or 34 to 14 and that was being generous and we would have stayed there if it wouldn't have been for Andy getting, well, you know, that going into that really tipped the hat was whenever the officials didn't call that a start. I mean, that was one right there that kind of let yeah. the avalanche start falling, but Hey, it's yeah, just a right. experience for this team. I'd rather have them win the games like that and learn from those mistakes. than go ahead and lose that in the playoffs. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Um, I think that, I, I don't know. I just, it's, it's, if this team was any other team and I wasn't a fan of them, I'd be saying the same thing because I'm not going to be this guy that, you know, it's just a Homer, but look, <laughs> if this was green Bay, I would be saying green Bay is going to run the table. I mean, because they, it just is what it is. We've got everything in place right now. And I know that nobody likes to be scored on. No in our team nobody wants to be scored on and from our corners to to our safeties to the line they don't want to be scored on and when they got ran on a little bit there at the beginning they stopped Mm -hmm. that i think the total in fact i think their total allowance was 70 yards i think it was total and a lot some of that was watson but um you know if you can keep a team like that that does have a running game with it with their quarterback and their running back and has an offensive line that's halfway decent if you can stop them and keep them under 100 yards on the ground then you're doing yeah, something I, right i think that's and actually sealed you know, the cheese last year in the defense you kind of get yeah. stops against the run game and 
Yeah. Yeah. So I think that's the one thing that they have got to work on and let the defense be the defense and let them, you know, we get an early start and we score and by halftime we're up 28, nothing or 28 to three. And if we, we got another full half, if we score, we score. If we don't let the defense stop them. It is what it is. If Andy wants to run the ball and throw, you know, these RPOs and do the things he does, then that's fine because we score on those just as well as we do anything else. But let the defense do their job, and and their job is to stop other teams from scoring from start yeah, to finish. The, one thing I'll just say and, to close before we close out is just this is a game where we get to see what the Chiefs' offensive line is made of because you have Joey Bowes on one side and Melvin Ingram on the other. So I'm very interested to see how Osimile is going to play and also Mitchell Schwartz. So this is going to be a great offensive line battle for you guys like to watch the battles in the trenches happen. This is a great game for you to see. Oh, it really is. And I I tell you, Joey Bosa's never fared very well against us. Um, He's done well against other teams, but he's never done that well, especially against Mahomes. If you've ever noticed, I don't think he's, maybe he's had one sack on Mahomes. I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, so he's never done that well against and that was even when we had um, uh, what's his name on the corner there for a while that's no longer with us um, that stepped on Mahomes a couple oh, times I can't even think of his Cam name Irving. right now Cam Irving um, when he was that's even when he was on you know playing the corner he still didn't get to Mahomes like he gets to everybody else and I don't know that he's going to be able to do that with our with our line. I mean, missing um, uh, our one missing the dock is, is kind of, it it hurts a little bit. And I, I did see that in that game a little bit, but it wasn't as evident as I thought it was going to be given the fact that he was gone and the fill in wasn't him, but we, Mahomes wasn't really hurried a lot. He had wasn't rushed a lot. Besides the one sack that Mitchell yeah. Schwartz gave up, but after that, Mitchell Schwartz yeah. played pretty much perfect. And then our offensive line dude created great holes that allowed Claude Edwards layer to just run through. Oh yeah, without fail. And he and he, and that one there was one that one t- I think it was that touchdown run. That was a phenomenal hole that he got you know put through. And then he you know he stutter stepped and broke a couple mm-hmm. tackles and ran it through. But uh, the line played extremely well for a running game. I'll put it that way. And they, and they did it in, in such a fashion that they gave him really, he is the FedEx ground player of the, of the week. And he broke a couple of records in that game. And I think he's going to continue to break mm-hmm. records. And the longer, you know, the, the, the longer the season <clears throat> goes and the more time he gets on the field, the more you're going to see, he is a better player than what anybody ever gave him credit for. And I and I think he's our answer to what we we were missing last year, with not having Kareem. Mm-hmm. I mean, Kareem was a great player, man, and he still is. I think it's horrible that he's stuck on a crappy team, but you can't change the past. All you can do is hope for the mm-hmm. future. I'm glad he got his contract. I'm glad he's turned his life around. I wish he was still with us, but now that we have our answer or our fill in for Kareem, 
I think we're going to be in a great position, man. And I don't know what's going to happen to Damian Williams next year. Yeah, I um, about that too. It's going to be interesting because, yeah, who are you going to want, Damian Williams, Daryl Williams, or um, Thompson? It's kind of Hilarious. just one of those three. So yeah, it's going to be interesting. Yeah. I mean, Thompson's still around for a reason. Oh, he hasn't um, had, he, I don't think he got one carry. I can't wait to see what he does. And I think the Chargers game is going to be a good game to see what he what he can do. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the one problem I see with the Chargers is they they can close the gap on a runner if the runner's not, um, if he's not experienced enough to be able to play through that. And Thompson, I don't know if he's going to be able to play through that group um they do have somewhat of a decent decent line as you said so um their edge rushers are great but um up the middle you never know i mean maybe he can blast through and do some things i think i think he's a i think he's got the talent and the fact that he's smaller and he can you know make himself skinny and get between those tiny holes that's going to make a huge difference in in, in a lot of games that he gets to play, he just hasn't had an op- hadn't hadn't had an opportunity either. But he stuck around for a reason, and the beach kept him for a reason. So it is he's, what it he's is. The diamond of the rough in the sixth round. That's all I got to say. Give him time. Don't give yeah. him one yet. Yeah, and nope. And you know how we think, how we feel about the late rounders. I mean, we both have that same feeling about you know your your best players are the ones that are hungry, and your best players are the ones that come out of those later rounds that don't think they're going to get picked. And when they do, they what they got they got something to prove. Mm-hmm. So um, we're we're we've got a lot of those guys on our team. And D Rob, you know what, buddy, you had a couple opportunities. I understand when you know things don't go your way all the time. What upset me was they downed him a couple of times on Twitter about oh he dropped this he dropped that. But when Kareem or when um, Tyreek drops a couple passes, which he's done. People don't forget that Tyreek has dropped a few passes. Mm-hmm. Um, well, he had an off game. If D Rob does it, he played like shit. Blah blah blah. D-Rob let's has let's done you know consistently though in big. Yeah, it'll work out for him at the end of the day. I'm not worried at all. He's in the NFL for a reason. But he's played some phenomenal. Man, he's he's had some phenomenal catches though, bro. I mean, some tiptoe sideline catches that a lot of guys would have never made that he has caught. And, you know, he just had an off game. It is what it is. You know, he'll come back in another game and play lights out. Sammy had a phenomenal game. I mean, Sammy played great during that game. He snagged some insane passes. You know, Sammy played well during that entire game. I, I You know, they doubled and triple covered uh, Tyreek during the entire game. I mean, the guy couldn't get open to save his life. And, you know, again, Travis was being Travis and played lights out and he was blocking how about the way he blocked well the one thing i, I noticed mean, for all those shoes players they have bulked up our skin here <laughs> that's one thing yeah man so they really worked out this year yeah they did um travis looked he looked lean and he looks faster um he just looks you know he's down to i think 259 260 um from at one point he was at 266 so he's lost a little bit of weight and he's gained some muscle. And I think he's, you know, he's in the prime of his mm-hmm. career and all the talk, you know, about all these other tight ends, you know, being better than him, Kittle and everybody else that they want to put in front of Kelsey is just giving him motivation mm-hmm. to play that much harder. So 
Um, we're going to have an, a great season, and everybody get ready to dance it up in Tampa because that's what's yeah. going to happen. Um, you know, uh, but with that being said, um, I'd say it's probably time to wrap yeah, this man, one up. Yeah, man, the only thing I would just say is let's just give our score predictions for this game, 325 against the Chargers. What do you think their score, Chiefs score is going to be? What did you say? 325 this Sunday. No, what did you say? That would you, What was your oh, prediction I before? I said the Chiefs what? are going to end up winning 38-17. to 17. Okay. Um, I'm going to go a little different because I think Matthew's going to put some fire up somebody's ass. <laughs> So I'm gonna say uh, I'm gonna say 42. Ooh, that's 14. pretty good. Hey, I, I'll not be surprised. I will not be surprised. Yeah, yeah. So I think that's where we're gonna end up, and I think this is gonna be our first 40 point game of the season. And um, I think you're gonna see a lot more Tyreek Hill. You're gonna see a lot more Hilaire again, and I think you're gonna see a lot more Sammy in this game. And you might see some. Um, I think D Rob's gonna. Uh, uh, he's going to come back and 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 play his heart out. Uh, I love that guy, and I think he's going to, you know, he's going to he's going to come back and avenge his little uh, mishaps during this game because he had a couple drop passes, and it is what it is. I still think I don't like that call in the end zone because um, he took two steps. I understand the whole rule. Yeah, it's stupid. Um, which I don't. Yeah. Okay, but. But you see it all the time, though, with other teams. You know, they catch the ball, they 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 land, their feet, both feet hit the ground, and then somebody swats the ball out of their hand, and it's it's still a touchdown. And really, it's basically the same thing he did. He held on to the ball with, and he took two steps before he kind of bobbled it. I still, to me, I just I hate that Calvin Johnson rule. I hate it. I mean, I, you know, I mean, if a guy can dive towards a, t- a pylon and the ball fly out of his hand because he's getting hit at the same time, but he crosses the, the threshold or the nose of the ball does, there shouldn't be any difference in my opinion, mm-hmm. but it is what it is. What are you going to yeah, do? Man. So uh, with that being said, um, we will talk to you guys again next week. Actually this Sunday and after the game. After, yeah. This Sunday after the game, it's a, th- it's a, it's a late game, you guys. Um, so It'll be a late show, but uh, we'll get it out as quickly as possible. And um, enjoy the rest of your week. And any parting words, Bill? Say, stay safe out there, Chiefs can make. Get ready for another Chiefs win. It's going to be awesome. Have a good hey, one, guys. guys.